Is there a Ramon? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. And we're live. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us to uh, our second live stream of Cafe Day, Renee. And today, Larry Sissons reunites once again. Uh, Renee, Sylvanas joined us once again. He sure has. He's live. Finally. You sent me the link of... Uh... The show on YouTube, so I can watch myself, but it doesn't show. Send me the link <laughs> of the podcast. No, no um, James James sent me the link to the AEW show because we're doing reviews. Oh, and how was that? Um, <laughs> more on that. I think Monday, right, James, is when me and Paul are going to... Yeah, everyone. So um, there's been a lot of... Uh... Description there, Paul's currently traveling at the minute, he's moving homes, so uh, he won't be able to record this weekend, so the next live stream with Paul, the AEW review, will be this coming Monday instead, so uh, so this Sunday we're going to do our um, next interview, which hang around to the end of the show and we'll announce who our next guest is, so just a bit of uh, thought, just tell them what's happening, but Sly, how is everything? It's been, uh, well, I think it's been about... Eight nine months since we last chat. That fat really? It seems like yeah. yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, but R- Renee was in Japan last time. That's true. Oh. Yeah, it's because um, you're one of our earliest episodes. I think you was like episode ten, something like that. Yeah, and after that, I think you guys did one of La Resistance where Renee was really, really what? energetic. <laughs> I was? No. Oh, was I asleep? It was brutal. It was brutal. Thanks for your honesty, Sai. I appreciate well, it much. Uh, you'll always get a straight answer from Sylvain, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm glad, and I'm really glad, and I told that to Rene on, uh, on phone calls, uh, on the personal level, I'm really happy with both of you guys did with the show and I'm sure he reached new height than you ever thought is possible when you start. And I think it's just better things to come for you guys, because I think you got a special character in Renee. And I think he's actually discovered himself in that process and new talent that he never used before. So I think it's really good. It's full of talent over here. So where are you, man? Are you still in Florida? Yeah. Yeah? How's the weather? Too hot? Well, my body uh, got... Oh, I can say that. Because last year when I came in, I feel like, man, we're going to die next summer. I can't believe that. And I think I'm I'm used to the heat now. So (laughs) it's funny that I say that. I'm used to the heat. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I was a heat magnet everywhere. So Florida, it just makes sense to me. But uh, no, it's good. It's very good. No hurricane yet. So uh, so far, no so good. No hurricanes yet. Well, um, let's look at some of these questions. Do we have any questions here? But yeah, I have a question. How was Japan? Uh, Japan? Yeah, it was good, man. Um, yeah, they run. They're not running like um, tours. They just run like uh, they're concentrating mostly on streaming content and stuff, right? That's so, what it is now. You can't drop people in the arena. Uh, WWE and AEW at show at the big arena where I play hockey. Yeah. And I think WWE drew 2,000. Wow. And AEW was a 
a t uh, rampage shoot for TV, and they did not get that. They didn't get 2,000 people. Well, James was sending me like um, the ticket prices for some of their shows. Crazy! I saw like five hundred for first row. Something I'm like five hundred. No, 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 no. Two. What was it, James? Two dollars? Four dollars? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would imagine some of the front row seats was probably five hundred. That, but like rest of the arena, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. CM Punk's big return to wrestling. It was in Chicago. Some of the tickets were selling for like two dollars, three dollars, and you would think. Because he's been out of wrestling for like seven years, you would think you know they would hype this up and you know the tickets would be like gold dust, but they were selling them for like two or three dollars a piece. Well, don't forget they saw him that same arena in the UFC get the living shit kicked out of him, right? Like a <laughs> less than a year prior. Yeah, but guys, life has changed for the past two years. Already before that, WWE was trimming down on live events because that's the only portion of the business. They're losing money. Yeah. Travel expenses. It costs a fortune. Yeah. Now it's a TV show. Yeah. And when I say TV, it's not just TV, but it's media, uh, Instagram, Facebook. A lot of people follow WWE without watching the show. Who has five hours a week to watch TV? If you have kids, family, business, you don't have time. Well, Jesus so Christ, if you, you get combine, pieces. If you combine all the wrestling shows in a week, you're looking at like 12, 13 hours. But that's exactly what I'm saying, Renee. So for them, it's content. And as a TV producer myself, I know you approach a TV station. I say, hey, I have an idea for, the, for, for a show. They were like, yeah, okay, let's do it. But you right. need to bring the money in like The Miz did with this TV show. So you pay for your own exposure and after that you sell the publicity on it and you sell to sponsor to so how yeah. you can make money. Now WWE signed for billions of dollars in TV contracts so they don't need those live events. Yeah. And AEW probably the same thing. They don't need those live events. I think they thought they were going to draw. They, they probably got to do so good in Madison Square Garden some special plays but it's hard to bring people out of their house because are you going to have a better experience live? Getting parked, driving there, waiting, spending $10 on a Diet Coke and uh, 20 bucks on a popcorn, getting right. a $45 t-shirt, or stay at home and have Michael Cole and have all those... I don't know. Yeah. Um... We got our... Um... Fair super chat tonight and a uh, great friend of the show, uh, Renee Eamon. It's Eamon Seaman. Uh, love you guys. Bring me back soon. Hey, Eamon, when Renee comes over, we're all going to meet in person and do Cafe Live. So you're yes. more than welcome to join us. Yes, I'm headed over to Europe October 6th and the UK specifically October 12th. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the fans out there. Yeah. And, and uh, are you going to work for so, oh, Sorry, right. for everyone else watching their uh, Super Chat, uh, open if you want to send in the questions, you're more than welcome to. Uh, what was you saying, Sly? Uh, Renee, are you going to work for a different promoter over there, or it's a tour organized with one promoter? No, I got like... Shit. I got like 15 different gigs now. Wow, that's good. Uh, yeah, since it's... Small promotion? What is it? Is it... Yeah, I mean... 
it's like independence or whatever but they draw pretty good over there usually usually a thousand a show i'd say because i have a booking you know the guy i work with uh matt butworth in uh north carolina i work with rob the last was that june or may no in may mm. i work with rob and um we're going back in december but he got a big building like the one uh wcw and awe used to run it's like a six seven thousand dollar six seven thousand uh people, people. i'm like who are you gonna bring because larry okay. style's not gonna draw that much right right <laughs> and the guy did really good in the first show he yeah. did phenomenal his first show he had like close to a thousand people oh and i said you know like every promoter because i've been there and renee you probably know this because of your father uh it's hard to bring a one thousand people into the same place yeah. to watch wrestling it's lie it's hard yeah and he did another show uh like i said in uh, may or june whatever and it was down first of all it's summer it's beautiful outside in carolina so there was a lot of attraction i think there was a a big show on the same night a rapper whatever but uh it's hard to live have show live besides sebastian and all those comedians they sold out arena like kevin hart yeah business is good on netflix man this is where and podcasts like yours i i listen to podcasts more yeah, than i, I watch tv i sure like yeah. joe rogan and uh more uh, whatever more plates whatever he talks about a lot of stuff supplements so there's a lot of good podcasts so you you know you just listen like radio. It doesn't take your time off of things. You can work. You can do things at the gym. So it's easier than watching three hours of wrestling on Monday and two hours on Friday and AEW on Wednesday. That's a lot of TV time. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to start. Me and Paul London, we're going to start a review. We're going to start this Monday at AEW, and then we're going to leave. Oh. Yeah. So How's Paul? How's Paul? Uh He's, he's Paul, man. He's he's. I love the man to death. You know. I like Paul. Where is he moving guy. to? Is he moving to Los Angeles from New Mexico? Yeah, he's uh, moving from New Mexico to Los Angeles. I think he's got quite a few auditions, some acting gigs. So Good. fingers crossed, it all goes through for him. Yeah, I think we got a question, don't we? Yep, question for uh, both of you. Uh, question from uh, five dollar super chat from Josh Kofi. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Sly, big fan of both yourself and Renee as La Resistance back in 2003, which is still my favorite year in WWE. Thoughts on Kevin Dunn on his way out of WWE? That's your golfing buddy there, Sly. Uh, Kevin, really? uh, I don't think that he's on his way. If he's on his way out, it, it would be a voluntary thing because he's been doing that for so long. And I know Marty now has been groomed into his position. You remember Marty, the camera guy? Oh, really? He's taking Kevin's position? Well, I'm sure Kevin takes some time off here and there. And yeah. uh, when Mar Marty is in position to do that. And, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, he, he's rich. He can retire. And, you know, Vince retired. I would have retired before Vince. But, you know. Uh, well, no, I don't really believe he's fully retired. I think he's still going to call the shots. Maybe not travel, but definitely keep an eye on things. 
Well, yes and no, because you have to be in to be, you know, in the meeting. And I don't think he's going to be there with a Zoom or something like that. I think he step away. Maybe he's going to come back, but I think he step away until that wave pass by, and maybe he's going to come back and draw more money. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I'm sure if shit hits the fan and things start to snowball downhill, like he'll be back there in a heartbeat, right? Bro, this business has been sued and over and over and. He didn't do nothing terrible. Didn't hurt anybody. Didn't so. Well, they're up to what fifteen million dollars now in hush money. Well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, some, what else are they gonna discover? Some are expensive. I was telling one guy, one girl got paid seven and a half million dollars. I'm thinking that's one expensive fucking blowjob, isn't it? Jesus Christ! She must have been good. It must have. That's <laughs> been good. Uh, <laughs> Another super chat by Animal Instinct. Thanks for the two dollars. Uh, please bring Rob Conway to Larry's distance reunion. Where is Rob? Where is he? Uh, he's at home. We should call him. You should try to call him, uh, James. Try it. Say James. Sly wants to join. You should join. Uh, I talked to Rob this morning. He he texts me. Should I message him now, everyone? Yeah. 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 Text him. yeah, yeah. Say Sly. Right. Sly's waiting. Sly and Renee is waiting for you on the on the. Yeah, You just carry yeah. on without me. Five minutes. I'm just going to send him a quick message because my screen yeah, freezes yeah. when I go off. Okay. And it's perfect because he likes to talk at this time. He <laughs> always calls me after lunch, uh, dinner, I mean. So, uh, so Rene, are you happy to be back home? Yes. It's beautiful here in the Maritimes. That's why I'm wearing my sunglasses, nice and sunny. But I go back on the road tomorrow, man. I got a double shot in Ontario, Friday, Saturday. Okay. You're not driving, aren't you? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't drive. How's your anyway. wife? She's good, man. She uh she's out shopping right now, so she should be back. Oh now she's spending all your earnings. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, she's not one of those. She doesn't she's more frugal than I am, if you can believe that. No. I can't. Just, you can't, right? No, but um was she was she in Japan was she in Japan uh at the same time than you? No. Because at the time, you had to have three three shots, uh, vaccinations, and she refused to get this, the third. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at that behind there, everybody. Sylvan's little girl. That's one of them. Side. That's one of them. That's Bonjour. Jasmine. Say hello to Renee. Bonjour. Say hello to Renee. Tu français? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now she's mumbling. I think she speaks Japanese, but I don't know any oh, really? uh, any of it. So are they both bilingual? Can they both speak J uh, French and English? Well, now because she's been in, they they they've been in school for a year. Yeah. But the the youngest one, uh, French, English, and mumbling. A lot of mumbling. <laughs> it's their own little but, their own little uh, language, right? Yeah. Oh, he's back. The, He's back. Did you text him? Uh, Message him up through Instagram. So uh, see what he says. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, and um, so uh, Sly, I don't know if you caught it. Me, Renee, and Paul talked about Michelle McCall, and like she, you know, eventually married Taker, but she got a big push. Now, 
quite a few comments came well, in. Well, she got a push. Okay, okay. Just take her story, but she got really good. Oh, she was good, yeah. But she got really quite a few good. comments was that secretly she had an affair with Chris Benoit before the tragedy. What? Do you, have you said anything about that? Before Never heard of that. A few people commented it. I doubt that because I was traveling with uh, with Chris at the time, so I never saw her around. Right, I thought I'd bring it up because quite a few people commented about it, and I was, first I've heard of it, but it was quite a few people commented it. James, there's a lot, a lot of rumors. People sometimes they want to believe it because it makes good press, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's news to me. You know what I just did you hear about Christian getting a divorce? Who? Christian. Really? Next subject. Oh wow, for real. Wow. Next subject. Wow. Okay, well let's talk about the weather. How's the weather in Florida, bud? <laughs> it's really hot. Well, yeah, no, huh? but uh, you know, Renee, it's personal stuff, so whatever float their boats. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because I was watching that AEW show, and the guy he's got an angle with the Jungle Boy yelled it out there that wow, oh, Jungle Boy said that, yeah, on the mic. So I was just um, wondering if it was a shoot, maybe it's true. I don't know. Uh, I used to like Christian a lot, he's changed over the years when I saw him. <laughs> back i'm on the phone when i saw him back in uh, wwe he was a different character really and uh and uh not the same guy no and i used to hang out with his wife a lot uh because we were both from tampa and right. very nice family i think they have kids and stuff but uh no i christian change the last time i saw him it, it didn't not it didn't click guy. like I used to. Well, his wife was from Germany, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, think they're... that could be a the could that be CTE? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't feel it was that. I feel it was. He's better than you, or? Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling wise definitely well i'm not talking wrestling wise i'm just talking like you know as a person no i don't know i had a weird vibe so uh you know well, when's, I the used to... time, when's the last time you see was it backstage at a show yeah, yeah. he passed some comment and rubbed me the wrong wrong way and uh i don't know like oh. i was there everybody Everybody welcomed me, and it was nice. Everybody was nice, and you know what yeah. they do. They say behind closed door, I don't give a shit, right? Because I'm there if I wanted to, and you know. Yeah. And um, he's the only guy who came out and pretty strong and pretty aggressive and this and that. I can't believe who they hired now. And I was like, oh, who the fuck are you? anyway. So, anyway, wow. no big deal. Well, hey, maybe cool. he had a bad day, and maybe right. I was, maybe I was too sensitive. Maybe you're just your jolly old self being all chirpy and he was in the mood to be around chirpy people. Maybe. No, because he came on and at me, so. He just came yeah, out? Yeah, he, he prepared. It was premeditated. 
pre premeditated. Thank you. So uh, anyway, no big deal. That's okay, a problem gotta... with podcasts. That's a problem with podcasts. Now we start talking about personal shit. Right. I don't like, yeah. but let's stop talking about it. Let's got thoughts on Triple H replacing Brother Love on Creative. <laughs> I'm surprised because Pritchard is really, really the whole family, even uh, Dr. Tom, very creative. They're very good. And um, I'm surprised. Maybe they want to go a different direction. They're going to give him something else to do. He's going to be a writer or whatever, whatever, because he's really creative. He did some great thing with the podcast and, you know, he was one of the first one out there to bring all those uh, old timer on podcasts and bring them to light for a lot of new generation. They, they haven't chance to met. Like he did that with Pat couple of nights and uh, it was fun. You know, like I think uh, what's his name? Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Paul Heyman. Paul He's doing that also. He, they, they have like little concert or podcast and they ask questions with the audience and stuff like that. But uh, I was surprised, but I think, you know, the change is good, you know? Yeah. And change is good. And I wish the best to Triple H because I think he has great mind. He's good. And, you know, he's not a worker anymore. So he has a different vision, I think. And Stephanie has always been phenomenal, very creative, very. I think Stephanie is, is the key there because I always watched her work and she's very. She, she was very like Vince. Yeah. Vince was uh, as a speak. Right. And I think she's, she, she's smart. She's bright. She's, I think she business is in good ends. And I'm excited because it's new. So, you know, they like different guys. They see different vision. And Triple H was always surrounded in great storyline in WWE with, you know, all of Famer and stuff. So yeah. he's going to try to recreate that, you know, so good. I just hope he brings back more wrestling. You know what I mean? Like an old school wrestling type show. Honestly, Rene, I, Rene. I, miss, I miss being a fan. I yeah, but you, you grow out of it. You yeah. know too much. Well, so I don't want to watch zombies eat a fucking wrestler in the middle of the ring, okay? Ooh. Sorry. You didn't see that episode? I thought I you didn't... would have enjoyed that, Renee, because it was the Miss Gannett. No, it's just stupidity. Like, I don't want to see zombies eating a wrestler in the middle of the ring. I want to see, you know what I mean? Like Zombies? There was zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were zombies. They had zombies. Eat the Miz. And then he ma ma magically appears the next week. Fine, with no bite marks. <laughs> it's a TV show, guys. Don't overthink. Entertainment. It's a TV show is what it is. Hey, do yeah. you, Renee, do you watch Marvel? No. Okay. Well, some people like Marvel, but they don't like some characters or some storyline or some of the, you know, right. universe they go to. They're I just like, gonna watch just Iron watch Man YouTube. or I just watch uh, YouTube and I watch um uh financial stuff and I watch uh like uh there's this channel called Soft White Underbelly where he interviews like homeless people and junkies and prostitutes and strippers. It's like he interviews them for like forty five minutes and it's really interesting. 
that's what I pretty much watch all day. When did I watch anything? Okay. But, yeah. you know, you have to think it's a TV show and there's a couple of top guys. And there's the other, like us, we were there to fill in. Fill in the blanks. So, you know. No, we may have been at Raw. We may have been at Raw. Yeah, but what I mean, Renee, we, you know, the business, it's always, you know, let's say five guys on top and we're yeah. surrounded. And sometimes they're switched. Uh, yeah. You're right. But it's and that's how it always worked. That recipe always worked because, uh, you know, when we watched the 80s, we th we thought about Steamboats and Jake the Snake. We're like, oh, my God, they're a huge star. But they're they were below Hogan, below Ric yeah. Flair, below uh, Savage. Yeah. But for us, because we were a kid, they were all superheroes. And, you know, we knew Hogan was, you know, bigger one. But we all think they were. Believe me, their paycheck was probably 10 times less. So this is where you see the difference. It's the same thing like us. There was, at our time, there was John, there was Triple H, there was Rock, Stone Cold, yeah. and us. Yeah. But that that's normal, but it's entertainment. They try something with a zombie, maybe it worked, maybe it doesn't. And it didn't work for me. Yeah, but. You're not, I don't think you're the typical fan. I don't think you're the typical fan, Renee. No. no. I know WWE got paid a million dollars for that spot. Why? Oh, they did. They were yeah. promoting the movie. Yeah. They were so they oh, you see? Yeah. There we go. So they got paid a million dollars. Right. I get you by zombie for a million dollars. Well, if I got the million, sure. We got another question. Yeah, Cat Dixon, thanks for the two dollar super chat. Uh, thoughts on Thunder Rosa botching and sandbagging? Um, what? What was the question? Uh, are you aware of Thunder Rosa in AW, the AW Women's Champion? Okay. She, she tends to botch quite a bit, and she sandbags other people. Okay. Like the jury. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tajiri only does that to people he doesn't like. Well, I guess uh, sometimes he didn't like me. I guess not. <laughs> no, Tajiri was funny. He was like like Funaki or some of the guys. Some night didn't feel for it. <laughs> right. Just didn't feel like it. Thomas Burns, thanks for the £4.50 super chat. Um, What's that? They have to pay to be on the super chat? Yeah. Well, usually they, yeah, they ask ask a question, but the, thanks for the tip. But you can ask a question if you're going to. Wait a second. What? Explain to me. Explain to you what? So the Fly people have to use it getting paid to watch. <laughs> is is it like those accounts where the girls get naked and everybody has to pay to watch? Yeah, we're yeah. waiting for you to strip. Hundred dollars super chat. Yeah. Well, strip tease. I have a dad bud, so if you want to make real money, show your abs. <laughs> <laughs> no, since I got back from Japan, I've been eating pizza every day. Oh, uh, really? No, fuck yeah. yeah. I got to wrestle. I might start wrestling in a singlet now. Fuck it. A singlet? Yeah. Hide the hide the gut. Thank you. Fly, something I've meant to... Uh, I asked Renee, but I've never actually asked you. So, you know, during the draft, when, when they drafted Renee over to SmackDown, what was your thoughts on that at the time? Because then it was just you and Rob. Well, I told that story with you guys before because when I came back, I, I, I flew myself to uh, WrestleMania 
in New York. And Renee and uh, Rob, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Renee and Rob were together, but uh, Vince in the green room on Saturday or Sunday tests me. He slapped me as hard as he could behind my neck. Oh, my I... back was turned to him. So for some reason, I'm not a nervous guy, so I didn't sell it. I just turned and said, hey, Vince, how are you? Blah, blah. Next night, I was on TV. So, and, you know, the next day, I think it was just timing was perfect because Rene was ready to move on as a single guy. Uh -huh. And me and Rob, me coming back from an injury and Rob being there, you know, he was not a really French and stuff. So I talked with Stephanie and we we said, uh, let's make it from uh, Montreal, uh, from Quebec instead because internet was picking up and everybody knew we weren't French anymore. Mm. So uh, and we went up. What was fucked up is that we kept the same entrance theme. Yeah. yeah. And, and we just changed the flags overnight and they did, uh, I think it was coach was on commentary and said, Oh, yeah, they moved to Montreal. <laughs> I was like, okay. But people didn't care. I could have a flag with a penguin on it. As long as it's not America and the United right. States, right. they're going to boo. That's so. uh, thanks for the $5 tips, uh, Stella. We've actually just answered that question. So Is it five you. pounds or $5? Because five pounds. Five dollars. I okay. think we don't know if it's Canadian or US. We'll find out soon. Uh, Josh Kofi, thanks for another uh, two dollars super chat. Talk about the ECW two thousand seven La Resistance run. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was me fucking up. That's what that was. I'm <laughs> still waiting for the check for Renee, a million dollar. He cost me. <laughs> no slide. You can you can vouch for this. We were supposed to get the ECW tag titles. They're going to make tag titles, right? Well. They, they, they told us, I think uh, your run was over or, or as a single. And me, I think I did the uh, model gimmick. Yeah. And I got, yeah. Yeah. On SmackDown, I got heat. So something you? happened. I can't, yeah. No. I hate so something happened, and after that, I think they decide to put us back together. Yeah. And um, on ECW, and it was great. They said we're going to start a tag team division on ECW, and at the time, ECW had their own house show for a little while. Oh, it was a shit. Yeah, but who cares? If right. you're going to be the only tag team, you're going to be high on the card. You're going to make money. Anyway, long story short. Yeah, we start, and they give us uh, some local guys to beat up. And, uh, yeah, uh, the next day, Rene uh, fucked it up. I over, I overtook a prescription. And, uh, and he threw up on the plane? Is that it? No. What no. happened? Uh, I just overtook a prescription, and my, um, my junk fell out of the trunk. Remember? Where? In the ring. WW? No, no, no. It's not for that. We what were in OVW. We were in OVW, remember? And I took some muscle relaxers because my back was hurting. But then I took more than I was supposed to. 
I thought we had the match and he said, you, we beat those guys on the fly back. Something happened on the flight and he got suspended. No, no. Was next. So you got suspended the, the week after? It was the day after we we got to uh, OVW. Okay. I think we worked with Kofi Kingston and Harry Smith. And then uh, you don't remember that either? Oh. I'm the one that got all screwed up and I'm the one who remembers. <laughs> Well, your dick was out. I hope I would remember that. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Well, you so, got yeah. the dice that were too small. You got okay. way too small. See, well, your your dick have to be small to get out the tight anyway because it's pretty tight. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> okay, so anyway, shit anyway, happened. I went away. I you went, went away, away for like three, four months? Yeah, about four months. So yeah. now... They just repackaged me as La Resistance. Yeah. Rene is going to rehab. I'm sent home without pay. Without pay? They didn't pay you? Well, uh, Rene, remember how the contract works? Oh, if you get right. if you get your downside already, you're home for free. Right. Oh, I'm Whatever. sorry. Whatever. I'm right. sorry. Uh, uh. Polly Muffin, thank you for the 420 uh, California uh, Canadian dollars. Guys, uh, stop sending them money. Sending me money. Rene owes me for that shit, actually. You'll get in your cut afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. No, but I think it would have been... But Rene, seriously, if, if that wouldn't have happened, her whole career could have been, because that would be probably another two, three years run. And yeah. at the time, I was I was very confident in the ring at that point. I was really sound. and Because yeah, you had about five years experience by then, six years experience. Yeah, and I, I remember having matched with uh, Jimmy Wang Yang and stuff like that and those guys and having really good match. And I was at a point where I was good. And I think with Rene, Rene always was good in the ring, but he was more mature five years later, but I guess he was not. So, but I think it could have been good in the long run for both of us, you know, make more money and stay there and be more uh, included in the show in the long term. But, you know, grow in the business because when you start a new character, especially a tag team, it's so easy to put on the show, especially heels. You know, we can run down and beat up a single guy and get him. Mm -hmm. We can be used for so many stuff. So, uh, I think yeah, could have been a great, great run. But uh, that's, yeah, question. that's life. My favorite match together. What you? I enjoyed the one um, in Australia. Yeah, that was oh, that what was good. thirty thousand, forty thousand. That was big. That was big. Yeah, against uh, the Dudleys, we were the main event. That was fun. Yeah. Is he that was the Dudleys in front. Of, I think thirty or forty thousand people sold out. Main we event. had that. Uh, yeah, you were no in Montreal was Rob. I wish yeah. you were there. Uh, can you imagine? Because you're French too. Yeah. In Montreal was crazy. I remember because uh, I was I did a house show and my we met me and Sla, um seen a main event at Moncton, my hometown, and then we went out to eat afterwards. And I I was watching you two guys on the TV on a Monday night, right? Because it was raw, right? Yeah, and I just saw the pop. It was like holy. Fuck. It was insane. Yeah, it was really good, yeah. but. Um, the yeah with Rene because it seems like a long time because La Resistance survived after Rene went to SmackDown on his own. 
But me and Renee were together for about six months, and I broke my neck. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. But we for six months, we did definitely left a mark, right? Well, I think uh, we were different. Yeah. And they gave us, they, you know, they, we beat people right away. So yeah. when, you, when you read the right people, you know, it's like us when I remember, and it's Rob the other day, point that at me. When we beat Benoit and Chris and Edge, who are both Canadian. Yeah. They were world tag team champion in Montreal when we beat them. Yeah. And Benoit was world champion. Was it, did he have both? Wow. Yeah. So I covered a world champion in the center. So yeah. how bigger can you get? Yeah, at this sure. point, you beat the world champion and yeah. the tag team world. Weren't you originally supposed to beat Hogan too at WrestleMania? <laughs> well, that was that was not a that was not WrestleMania, but that was a story because when I did the referee thing, I was not under contract yet. Oh, okay. So I did uh, the run in in WrestleMania with Vince and Hogan, get beat up by Hogan, and throw out over the top. Yeah. But it was probably thrown in a meeting as ideas or just oh, people, sure. you know, bullshitting and stuff. But how can you, as a villain, and we, I was, I was a cheap referee like Danny Davis was yeah. in the 80s, how much heat he got, you know? Right. So can you imagine you have some kind of a match with Hogan and beat the shit out of you and fucking Vince comes down and you know, do something, and I roll up Hogan, one, two, three. All my life, I could say, like Big Show said, but Big Show is a giant, so it doesn't have the same impact. My first match, I beat Hulk Hogan, so shut up. Who are you? Are you Hulk Hogan? I beat him already. Tonight's going to be easy. I have been so much heat. <laughs> yeah, but there's only one way to go from there, though, down. I mean, let's face it. But when you're heel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just saw an interesting question. I hope La Resistance teams up again and competes in pro wrestling. Noah, the booker actually asked about you, Sly. Oh, uh, I'm going to get my uh, my visa pretty soon because now I have my status. So my visa should be in the mail pretty soon. So I'll be able to leave the uh, United States in the next couple of weeks or months. Oh, yeah. So we we can we can go there have a, a run and some noodles. Question I'd like to ask you, Sly. You worked with um, Batista quite a bit. I think in two thousand and six was that right? Yeah, I did the Santa Claus thing with him. What was he like? Oh, Dave was my friend. All right, and he got he got heat for that spot because it's Christmas, so. They need a heel to fit up the Santa Claus suit for Christmas and, you know, give gifts to the people and add a steel pipe in, uh, it was a real steel pipe in my hand in the bag and I hit him and it's just to put him over. It's just, you know, a little ha-ha spot. And we actually had a match, I think. Yeah, it was a match and I beat the shit out of him. If you start to watch, 
he sold for me. I think I gave him a single arm DDT and I covered him. And, and it's funny because I could hear in the earpiece of the ref, tell him to stop. Because it was too much. Santa Claus was beating their champion <laughs> because Dave was too generous to me. Right. But that was Dave. He didn't care. So yeah. I got a question. Remember when uh, Dave left the business to be an MMA fighter? Remember that? I don't think he left for that. He just left the business. He had an, his idea on Hollywood and he right. started training for his own pleasure in MMA. I don't think his intention was to become a UFC guy. I don't think so. I think he did it like he, uh, CM Punk for money and for maybe to because when you're a pro athlete, you need that something to get prepared for it. And when you don't have WWE or that, you know. Well, he was never a pro athlete. He was like an amateur bodybuilder, wasn't he? But pro athlete, what I mean is WWE. You're a pro athlete. I am? Yeah. Pro. No, but what I was going to ask you is, like, remember the guy he was supposed to fight all of a sudden dropped out and he got replaced with this guy who looked like he was fucking prepared for the fight by sitting at the bar and eating donuts for, like... Oh, Renee, it's a work. Come on. MMA? Well, come on. Boxing, it's not a work. The champion oh. has, the, has, has the luxury to choose number eight, number nine, number 15... Right. Don't you supposed to fight the best every time? No, no. We take the number fifteen and fourteen on. Right. Come on. Well, so K one was a work out of Japan. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it came from strong style, so it was, you know. Mm. But mm. it's entertainment. If it's on TV, guys. Yeah. No, like the situation with Brock when he went to the UFC, like he lost his first fight, right? But then all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, with an ankle lock or something very yeah, basic. But then the next fight was a title, a title match, you know. Couture, and he beat him. Yep. Right, because it was all about money. Because the, uh, Dana White probably saw the gate receipts and was like, "Okay, this Brock guy is money for me." Because originally he didn't even want to use Brock. He just thought it was a joke using an ex WWF guy, right? Yeah, but everybody thinks WWE is a joke until you take a slam in the middle of the ring. Ask every every athlete. Ask uh, um, uh, what's his name uh, uh, with Tom Brady, uh, Gronk. Oh yeah, uh, he went back to football. He was retired. He went back to football because wrestling is hard. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough living. Like this guy, Jake Paul, uh, just signed a contract, big million dollar contract. He's young, he's athletic, good for him. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a short, it's a dream come true for a guy, you know, a 20-year-old guy to, to do all those things in the ring and stuff like that. And he's athletic and he's a good performer and he has a following. So good for everybody. Everybody can draw money. But he's not going to do that for long because it's too hard on the body. Mm. It's too hard. Yeah, it's kind of Brock, like a... Brock is a machine. Brock is a superhuman guy. And when I say to hard on the body, it's not just in the ring, it's the traveling. The he didn't want to do it anymore. So that's why he signed a contract, limited dates, and he's a draw, so he could. Like he only lasted, he only lasted two years. Then he quit. In right? the beginning, yeah. He didn't like I think 
he, he said that in a, one of his rare interview. Then he spoke with Nathan Jones. You remember Nathan Jones? Yeah, yeah. break your bones. Nathan, yeah, and Nathan was already doing movie and you know him making good money because he's a special character. He's yeah. you know seven foot guy with twenty six inch arms. So when Brock heard Nathan said, you know the the traveling that this is not worth it, Brock was like, yeah, he's right. There's other way to live, and I don't think Brock spent that much money. And uh, he can live very simple life. And, you know, he tried to play football. And he did it. He made the team. He did the squat team, but he still did it. And after that, he became world champion in UFC. He's, he's phenomenal. So for him, he has the luxury to not travel 200 days a year. Mm. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, I'm good for him. But he's well, good. He's 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 one of the best ever to do it. Whatever we can say, you like him or not, he's legit. Yeah. Well, an episode I've always wanted to do is a Pat Patterson episode, but it never seems to win. So I'm just going to ask it now. So you used to work with Pat quite a lot. Um, tell us some Pat Patterson stories, some fun stories. Oh my God, my God! Is there That's so first many? time you met him? It was the first time we I met Pat was a golf course, and the funny thing is I had no idea who it was, because right. I played with one one of my buddy, and with his dad, and he was the friend of his dad, and I had no clue who he was, and I think it's the next time I met him. Uh, we played golf a couple of weeks later. The guy said, "Don't don't don't bring up wrestling at all." I'm like, who the fuck I would talk about wrestling you know right. so uh, I never did and one day he just came up to me uh, hey did you watch wrestling when you were young uh, that was the first time we talked and we knew a lot of same people like one of my business partner in Florida was his friend already at the time who became my boss later so we had all those connections we didn't know and um Pat at the time was living in Florida. They were spending like two, three months in uh, Montreal for the summer. Yeah. So, uh, so he's the one who gave me the 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 hint for the audition of uh, Tough Enough. Oh. So he said, "Oh, there's a pa 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 Tough Enough." Okay. So at the time, I was modeling, and I told my agent. Said, yeah, yeah, that sounds like good. I was doing a lot of TV commercial back home and stuff. So I went there as an addition and I did okay, I guess. So they, they called me back and that's how I got into business. I think Pat saw something, uh, you know, I'm a character. If you see me every day, I'm a different cat. But uh, I think he had more aspiration. I didn't have the great, the good attitude for the business at the time. I was. Rennie was a wrestler. I wish I had his talent, but my mind now, you know, with my knowledge and stuff. Because at the time, for me, it was just another job, a TV show, a, a movie, or something. I was yeah. there. I, I didn't. I, I didn't get a psychology. They didn't have time to teach me. I was in OVW for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So literally, literally, literally a couple of days, literally. Yeah. Well, so 
And to their defense, I was not a good student of the game because for me, it was just a TV show. So, yeah, you didn't understand. I mean, Pat could have kind of smartened you up a little bit more to like the. You think when? That. When? He was working all the time. You have to spend time with people. The guy who could have done that was you, but you were 18. Yeah, I was really young. <laughs> That's true. You were too young. So, yeah. you know, when I start traveling sometime with Lance or Rob, we started about wrestling and, you know, I learned. Think about it, James. They were calling stuff in the ring. I didn't know what the movement. Right. Because I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is that? I never did that, you know? But even if I was athletic, I if you show me once and I'm able to do it, but sometimes where to put it in a match when you don't have a psychology, psychology came, I would say, about, honestly, 2003, 2004. Oh, no, later than that. 2004, 2005. Now I, okay, this, that. And it makes sense after that to put a match together because it's a beginning, a middle, and the end. So uh, that was my problem at the beginning, not to listen to the right people. I just thought I was that good. No, No, I was not. I never thought that, but... I was not a good student of the game. I was not savvy like some guys who was watching tapes all the time. Hey, I like to live. I like to go out, have a drink, meet a girl. That was the life, my life on the road. Some guys were just watching tapes and stuff like that. And I, I just want to work out 24-7. Yeah, remember I like time, to work out. We were remember good for time, that. Remember the time you got mad at me when I said, hey, man, let's go to a hotel and we'll, we'll Work out in the morning, then we'll work out again in the afternoon. Well, you were excessive a little bit, yeah. but that's the only thing you knew, Renee. Yeah. Eighteen-year-old who've been wrestling since he's fourteen, and was a pro bodybuilder, Mister Canada. Mm. Mm. OCD, definitely OCD. But you need to be OCD or or attention deficit disorder to be that kind of profession because to make it. Think about it. In our days, Renee, there was probably 100 pro wrestlers in the world making money. If that. If know. that, you know, under contract. So to be at that top spot, it's not, you know, you have more chance to be an NFL player, an NHL player, a baseball player, than a wrestling and a wrestling champion. Come on. Yeah. Being in a ring with Hogan at WrestleMania. Come on. What's the odds? Yeah, we had Maven on here. We had Maven on here, and he preached. Yeah, that. I saw that show. At that point in time, we were one of thirty people, if you combine both rosters full time, earning a living on television, being on TV. Because there was a lot of guys, but not everybody was on TV. And nobody no, was and remember, there was no two show at one point. That's true. Ron SmackDown, we were on both shows. Yeah. So true. it was hard to get on the on the our show and make money, yeah. but. No, we, we had a, something special, and there's more than one person needs to prove to be on TV. There's not just Vince, there's Kevin Dunn, there's the writers. To get there, whatever, you know, Renee took the right way. He was a second generation, 
He was trained. He works hard, hard, blah, blah, blah. He was a prospect. He was young. He trained with the WWE in Cincinnati. I was there because I was good at TV and I had a personality and I was athletic enough to learn the wrestling, but it could have been hockey. It could have been something else where the personality is not that important, but wrestling, you need a personality, you need a look. So I was able to pull that off, but, uh, yeah, we wanted a few, you know, who lived that dreams, but to be one of the top, especially today, because everybody is good in the ring now. Yeah, that's true. Everybody. Yeah. But because you're good in the ring, is that going to make me watch you? Mm. Yeah, wait till you re uh, watch the review I did of AEW. We're going to do it on Monday. I got. Yeah, but that's the problem, Renee. Those guys, they have some experience of TV for the past year or two. They work like they, they've been working in independent. 100 miles an hour, a lot of kicks, not a lot of selling. Those guys are smaller. It's a different vision. It's a different era. Right. So it's hard for guys like us who are heroes, who are larger than life, to get attached with a guy who's 175 pounds. If that. If that. Mm. So for me, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. Yeah, we got a question here. What does it say? We got yeah, a couple. Josh Coffee, thank you for another five dollar super chat. Uh, 15 year anniversary of Benoit's tragedy last month. Talk about the day you all found out and then the aftermath that evening the next day. What that one slide? Where were you? Well, uh, where I was at the building, oh. but I felt something inside because. You know, overseas, Renee, I was I never took a pill of my life. I, I need none of those the wrestler pill. I took yeah. other pills for a party, but different pill. Right. And I saw those guys when they go on tour, they let loose and they become somebody else. You know, some guys drink, they become different, they have something coming out of them, and drugs, same thing. And I saw that. Like I said before, and it's it's not to flatter myself, but I traveled the world before I was with WWE. Right. So I knew uh, it fucking worked. Yeah. And see those guys overseas because they were far from media back home and their family or whatever. They behave a different way. And sometimes it was sad to see and you, you see a different side of them. And, you know, and it's okay to let it loose sometimes. It's, it's okay. You have to. I, I was drunk before and I looked stupid and... But some, it just brings some mean streak or something. I won't say evil because it's easy because now we know what happened, but something dark. Let's put it this way. Did you see Benoit drunk before? I saw him overseas. I used to travel with a guy. I never saw him drink. You never saw him drink? Before overseas? Never. Right. I saw him overseas. But you saw him drunk, though. Was he drunk? Was he other substances? But I remember that time I'm talking about. It's very vivid. It was, remember the wrestler's court about something stupid about the girl in the locker oh, room? Was that Melina? I wasn't there. I think, I think I so. There. So I didn't go to that thing because I'm not a, 
I was not a good at politician. I didn't care, but it was a thing. So the the panel was Benoit and those guys, and and I saw the way they were acting. I was like, nothing is gonna come out. Nothing right. good is gonna come out of it. So I just stayed away. But I saw those guys, and 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 Chris was my friend. It helped me a lot yeah. in the ring, and he was, you know, like uh, like a little mentor, you know, and. To see him like that, and my father was a drunk, so it's hard for me to, I hate that. when it, You know, you can have a drink or two, but when you change the person drastically and yeah. have a hard time, I have no empathy for those people, and it's very hard. I was the same when I was bouncing in club. You know, those guys who take two beers and they think they're Superman. Mm. So, never like that. So, uh yeah. yeah, that was when I the, when I found out I was in Tampa. I had just gotten out of about a week out of the the rehab, right? Uh, okay. I was working out in Tampa, and Mike Bucci. Mike, yeah, yeah. He, he came up to me, and I was doing shoulder presses, and he goes, "Didn't you hear?" I go, "No, I didn't hear what." He goes, "They found Chris, Nancy, and Daniel dead." But the, wait a second. That was the Tuesday. I'm, I'm not Be, sure what day it was. Because the Monday, we had the show. We had the, the special show, tribute okay. to him. So we didn't find out until the next day or the Wednesday. Of what exactly happened? That the whole drama happened. Yeah. Because I think the next day, I'm, I might be wrong. People can correct me uh, who's listening and no, they're on top of it. I think we only found out on Wednesday what really happened because they came in, they see all those dead people. They probably thought someone came in or, you know, the yeah. first. So after that, they saw him hanging there. But I think we found out on Wednesday what happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But, you know, it was too late. We. No, wrong. We found out on Tuesday because we were taping SmackDown, and right. they did, and they didn't poke about it. They didn't mention it like it never happened, and that was awkward. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, it was this month, fifteen years this month. Man, that story is so sad, and uh, you know, a mental issue. And uh, we all been depressed, Renee. You've been there. I've been there, James. With your face, you've probably been there too. And oh, yeah. I'm so <laughs> Many times. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what I mean is we all been there and, you know, uh, sometimes you have to hit re uh, rock bottom yeah. before to get back up. And some people just can't. And they just hit rock bottom and they stay there. And that was his rock bottom. And um, so sad because this guy had everything. I knew he loved his kid. Uh, you know, I didn't know what the situation with his wife was and personal, well, here, but you. But Sly, you know, before he passed away, he left everything. He changed the will, and he left everything to his ex-wife, up in uh, Edmonton. Personal stuff. I don't know. Right. But here's another thing. For when, me, uh, what's sad is the kid, and you know. What happened at, between adults? It doesn't work. She likes somebody else. She likes somebody else. Whatever, whatever. That's life. Yeah. 
it's sad, but that's life. Yeah. And to bring the kid with in that story, and we see that so many times, even in Montreal during the pandemic, there were so 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 many. Uh, fe they call it fe fe feminicide or whatever. When they they actually killed a woman and uh, the guy killed a woman because she wants a divorce or something like that. Yeah. So uh, it happened so many times because they they're lost and guys don't want to go get help. Right. And that's one thing WWE does really good is with the program they have now. They send you a letter every three four months or something, and you know if you have any issue, mental issue or something. They have people they, they can take care of. You can call and you want to see a specialist. Mm. So in our line of work, we reach highs. Then nobody, it's hard to define. And if they could put a lotion of those highs in bottles and sell it, that would be the biggest drug in the world. Yeah. But the problem, like everybody knows... And Rene can tell you, when there's a high, there's a low. Yeah. And some people cannot deal with the low. And that's the problem with our business. And yeah. those days, and Rene was brought up in that business. And I'm sure because Rene is a healthy guy. He was fucking doing everything in the book and every to be in shape. And he used to put all that shit chemicals that kill his muscle and his fucking cell. They didn't make sense. He was probably doing it because the old guys used to do it. And it was like chewing tobacco. It didn't make sense to me. It's not healthy. You're a pro athlete. It's, you eat all those veggies and those peanuts and those chicken, but you put tobacco and fucking pills in your body. Then makes sense to me right. but that was the mentality because those guys used to work 350 days they didn't have doctor they didn't have massages they didn't have chiropractor they didn't have health insurance they had to self-medicate them some with booze some other with other stuff and you know the pharmacy system before in the united states was horrible because with one prescription you can have four or five different pharmacy so it was brutal so, so Huh? So easy. It was so easy to get. Yeah. So, so that easy. didn't make sense. So I could think they solved that problem, but it, I think it was just in the roots of the business. Everybody was doing it, blah, blah, blah. And you want to be part of the click, not the click, but part of the gang. Right. You have to do, you have to do something. Otherwise, otherwise you're labeled as a rat or a stooge. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know that, that you say that I never thought of it. I was probably perceived like that because well, that you know, I didn't. Because you're a Pat Patterson's buddy too. Yeah, but I never, never brought up anything to him, and um, yeah, probably you see, I just realized something. But anyway, long story short, the uh, the story with Benoit it's one of the saddest, but we talk about it because he he was one of her friend and one of her colleague but Hello, it happened every day every day some people kids get a gun and go shoot all this friend at school doesn't make sense so it's all mental issues so we have to be more alert of that and you know when you see signs don't be shy you know if something happened call and you know social media it's easier some somebody's going to reach you know mm. and you need to talk about it because Man, it can be resolved. 
it can be resolved. Yeah. We had a question there, right? Yeah, just a shout out, Matt Butterware. Thank you for five dollars. Uh, shout out FWE, tenth of December in Raleigh, North Carolina. Larry Sistons, tag team champions. Oh, it's Matt. Five bucks. Look how cheap he is. Oh, by the way, Matt, since you're listening, I got your enterprise bill. You have to pay. <laughs> Put an Bro, extra couple of zeros to that. <laughs> listen to this. Every time I went to work there, yeah. Fly got canceled. I had to change planes, rent a car, drive to Florida from from North Carolina. Right. I, I don't know what is it. Said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, horrible. The traveling is horrible, horrible. But uh, the uh, you just called what, you an ass. Ass, yeah. So, but. Uh, but he's good. He's he's uh, he's very good. He put out a, a good production. Production is important to me because if it looks like shit, I don't want to go there. And he put, you know, he's a DJ and that was all the connection with all the lights and stuff. He, it looks like a SmackDown show for me when uh, I went there and all those Titron and everything. So he put a lot of budget behind it. It's a dream of his to do a promotion and be successful. So hopefully the next one's going to be... Uh, the reach, the height, uh, as you expect, but uh, it's a nice building. It's a big building, Renee. You should see it's beautiful. Yeah. So hopefully we uh, we fill this place out. He tried to book Hogan, but anybody in the wrestling industry, I I had Hogan's personal number from those days, and I gave him to Matt. It didn't work, so I don't know if he finally reached anyone like a top star. We well, got divorced uh, again, right? How the, yeah. how, how the yeah. fuck you know all that? Oh, I know everything, Sly. I'm just in the know. Yeah, but why personal stuff? On on TMZ. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Renee, uh, uh, Renee, uh, gonna get his paper to be back in the states pretty soon. So Matt, I don't think December is gonna do it. Yeah. Question for you, Sly. Uh, me and Renee spoke about it briefly. You and Rob tag team against the Rockers when they reunited. What was that like? I was it's funny. Be I was yeah, going, yeah. Rob was a mark for that match. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Renee said Rob was the biggest mark for Shawn Michaels backstage. H.B. Conway. H.B. Conway. He was a big mark for that. For me, Shawn was a great, 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 great uh, performer. But for me, it was Hogan. So, you know. Uh, but being there with those guys, I was so pleased. And uh, it was fun because it was a... You can. There was a buzz. It felt like a pay per view because it was something rare, and you know, you know, Sean did that for Marty, and uh, it was good. It was a good match, and we had fun. And uh, yeah, Rob was exciting to work Sean because I, as La Resistance, we work all the guys. I work. Yeah. I work with Flair, Hogan, briefly Goldberg. <laughs> Oh yeah, Rock, uh, Stone Cold, and Kane. Never work with Taker. I'm sad about that. I wish I would have worked with him. But James, you know, all this. I sorry, I got to jump. So the night that me and Conway worked with The Rock, right? It was in Anaheim. I get a voicemail from this motherfucker right here, cussing me out because he was so pissed. Remember, we, we me talk, you because I cuss you out. Here. Yeah, you did. You're like, you motherfucker, you work with The Rock. Fuck you. Boom. Oh. 
<laughs> well, I don't blame it's the rock, dude. I marked out for that. Yeah. And um who else did we work was I was a big fan. Oh yeah. My last match in WWE was Kane, actually. Glenn. But before in the house show, one of my match where I got the heat and I got uh fired over this was I was working Axa Jib Duggan. Oh right. The guy is 91 years old, whatever oh. age he was. So I was a big mark for him. Mm. So, you know, when I went to see him and I had a new character at the time, I was with Maurice. I was doing a gimmick similar than Miz. And um, we had the match. We had a great match. He had a pop, like, huge pop. Like, I couldn't believe it. And so the match was really easy. It was fun. So whatever he told me to do, Back, backstage, I we did it in the ring. It went good. He was happy with, but Arn wasn't because I grabbed the mic and was not supposed to. And I told Arn, I was like, "Well, I felt that was the right thing to do." He said, "You're not in a position to feel anything." So I was like, "Okay, wow, my time is done." Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Right? How did you and cope I came- with that? How did you cope with that? Like leaving and stuff. Were you okay or? Well, lucky me, Renee. It happened. Uh, it was a new character with Maurice, and we were getting great reviews on House Show. It was, well, you know, Maurice, she was really good. And Renee we look good. Maurice. Huh? Renee knew Maurice. <laughs> we were friends. Yeah. We're all friends. We're all friends. Yeah, okay, keep going. But what I mean is, she, she was a good performer. Yeah. And uh, we had a thing, and we clicked. It was it was really good. So we were trying a new thing on a house show. Steph- I think Stephanie came up with the idea of the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And something I sh- uh, someday I show up to TV after that weekend with Axon Jim Duggan, and Stephanie came up to me and uh, she said, "Hey Sly, uh, I think you have a attitude problem." And I was so fed up. I just said, I look at Steph. I was like, I think you're right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And two weeks later, Johnny called me and says, Sly, I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to book you in Japan. And so I was like, Johnny, I'm not going to go to Japan. I'm not that kind of guy. At that moment, I was not. I was fed up with wrestling because when you love something and you give so much, even I was not a top star. You give there, you're there. You give your 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 body to it. You you're you're thinking about it, and you know, you're just disgust uh, for a while, and you just don't want to hear about it, and don't want to watch it, and you need to go away. And it's so hard because when you work for that company, you you have a tattoo says you're a WWE guy, and you're special. Lucky me, I always thought I was special before that. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> but, like I said, when you have a high, so now I'm, okay, now I'm not a WWE guy. So I said, am I going to do Doha? So I, I start taking booking after the three months of those 90 days. I start taking a couple booking. Work in front of 250 people. I'm like, what? Even yeah, if the money was good, I was like, I'm not going to do that. It's definitely a shock, yeah. 
going it's, it's not that I don't want to entertain those 250, but how I can say that without rubbing the wrong way? It's a shock, like performing in front of thousands and thousands and going back on the road. And I was always the... a showman, okay? Right. And to do that in front of 150 or 250 people, for me, was not satisfying to me. I didn't get the buzz. I didn't get the high. It's almost like you're used to, like, saying you're a drug addict, right? You're used to taking, like, 10 milligrams of a certain drug. That's the WWE. Then you go down. It's like only getting a milligram or two milligrams. But you know what I realized, Rene? It was not even the people. No? No. Because I realized that later on, because even if it was WrestleMania or Madison Square Garden, can you really tell the difference, you know, when you're in there? You see it when you came in, you're like, wow, okay. But after a while, you're matching, you know, you see the first six rows and that's about it. For me, I realized after that was the little red light on the camera. When that red light was on, I switched, I was on. Yeah. So to do a show live, so I realized that when I started working in Montreal, when I came, when I left WWE, I started working really quick in Montreal for uh, for TNA, the French commentary. Right. I was still on their contract with WWE. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. There was something in the clause, then they fixed after that, but. Because I was working in Canada, oh. I was able to do it instead of the state. Anyway, oh, so so I did that, and that's where I realized I think I think I'm better at at TV and be spontaneous. Don't have uh, anything to uh, a verbiage already put on paper for you, and you have more freedom. Right. So that's why after that, I do my TV shows and I, I produce other stuff. Because public is fun. Like when I went to North Carolina, I had a lot of fun. There was a thousand people. The, the time after it was probably 500. I had fun. It was fun. I enjoyed because Rob was there and my friend was there. Matt is taking care of the show. I had a lot of fun to help the whole thing. But for me, for some reason, when it's filmed, when it's on, like now, there's something else in my brain that goes up and lights up and I don't know. It's hard to explain. We got another super chat. What's it say? How much? Yeah. I don't care about the question. How much is it? Uh, how much? With Sly producing for WWE within the last year or two, who do you think will be the next big thing under the new era? He thinks Fairy and Riddle is the next Cena and Alton. Uh, I think everybody's agree on theory. Uh, hopefully, Triple H is in, oh, the same way. When I was there, there was a guy. Uh, what's his name? I thought it was a lot of potential. He had a good physique and uh, was really athletic. Uh, kind of red hair guy, more eye flying. Can't remember his name now, but uh, I don't think he's there anymore. <laughs> but uh, he was. Oh, he, uh, he he was with the. You know, they had those, that tag team, very jacked up guys like Samoan, um, all dressed in black. He was there. 
What's I his name? So. Fifteen years, so sixteen years. I don't know. No, no, no. It, it was just two years ago. Anyway, so uh, Murphy. Oh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Yes, he's in AEW now. Yeah, I thought that that guy had something special yeah. about him, like a Shawn Michael-ish something. Uh, I don't compare him to Shawn Michael, but what I mean, there was something, maybe not there yet, but there was something, you know, I can see making money with this guy. But Did there's a see, lot of guys uh, because business has changed. Did you see uh, Tony Khan's reaction? So obviously Triple H has took over creative now. And if uh, Triple H used to do NXT when it was like the black and gold brand and you had your Adam Coe's and your Buddy Murphy's, for example, and Alistair Black's. So a lot of people, you know, online fans that's thinking, right, all these guys would come back to WWE because Triple H is in charge and he's going to book Maybe. it. So Tony Khan got really upset about this and he was on the Busted Open radio. And he was like on a little bit of a rant. He's like, they're not going. Adam Coe signed for five years. As Malachi Black signed for six years, but very insecure because few people was like, oh, they're going to come back now because they're Triple H boys. Well, they're on the contract, so they're stuck there. Yeah. Or they get fired and they get a nine days. I don't know what's the deal, but that's good for business. Yep. It's good. You know, the guy was hot and he's protective to his business. Great. WWE let them go. Now he's going to use them. And if they're not happy, they're going to leave. They go back to WWE because now there's another option. Good for them. I think it's it opens all new options with Triple H in charge. He has his favorite, the thing he liked compared to Vince. He had maybe more old school. I think it's going to be great for the show because what Triple H did with NXT was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And you know, you can bring a guy from WWE. You bring him to NXT a couple of weeks. He goes there, so he's get a great reaction because he's a, a a Raw or SmackDown guy. Have a program with a guy, elevate the NXT guy, and he can bring him back to WWE and have a run as world champion, like we see with uh, Dolph. Yeah, the guy who I fought. Um was going to be a massive star, was going to be carrying Cross, Killer Cross. <sighs> yeah, a little dark, little... Up with him and he got released. Yeah, but... Like I said earlier, James, let's say there's five real top guys. And whoever circled around that is replaceable. Yeah. We're only part of waiting the, the crossover segment and the main event. You need to entertain some people like this. But at one point when I was there, there was a oh, I can say that. A lot of look alike. Everybody looked the same. Everybody had beard. Everybody had tattoos. Everybody. So who's who? It's hard. And I'm sure some people back home, the music hit. If you don't recognize the music because you haven't watched a couple of weeks and you look at the guy, they all look the same. That's yeah, what I noticed. That's what I noticed watching that AEW show. Majority of the guys look the same. But it's a trend because they all come from the row and they see one guy getting over, so they want to look like me and you. I want to look like Hulk Hogan. I, obviously, I'm not 6'6", six, six, but I was trying to get big. Mm. 
you, I don't know who you want to look like, Rick Martel or somebody, if you had an inspiration body-wise. Oh, remember, remember when I grew that funky-looking mustache? Funky or ugly? Well, whatever. <laughs> it was to be different than everybody else on the show. You did I didn't that. I look like everybody else. <laughs> it was, and you know what? You were yeah. right. You know what? I'm I'm getting tired of this bullshit right here. No, but Renee, you, you had that. You know, you you realize, oh, yeah. I need to be different. All those guys look the same. They do. Like me when I came to WWE. Who said that to me? I think it was Johnny said, oh, Sly, you're going to have to, uh, or Pat, maybe Pat, you're going to have to get your your hair, you know, to your shoulder. I'm like, what? And the first thing I saw, I was like, everybody's got long hair. Why? Well, do you remember when uh, they made Christian, Test, Val, all those guys? Now everybody, hair? everybody had short hair. Jericho cut his hair. Right. Yeah, I think that was a Triple H thing. Triple H wanted everybody to cut their hair. Because we, we need to be corporate. Oh, is that what it We was had to wear suits and we, had, oh, we were getting uh, away from the aggression or attitude era, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I think it's the key. And, you know, everybody works the same right now. Everybody do a lot of super kicks, a lot of tap on the... I the, noticed uh, that dude when I watched the AEW show, right? Uh, there's so many. So I watched one match and then I, I, I right to the main event. And if I'm just a casual fan, never watching this show, and I switched the channel and went back on, I personally I'd be thinking, are these guys same guys still wrestling an hour later? Because they all looked alike. Well, maybe we're in a position that we, you know, since we're not a fan anymore, we don't see the difference. But I'm. If it doesn't attract us, who's actually been part of the business, it's hard to bring new fans in. Right. You need something special. You need a different aura. Yeah. If everybody looks the same and work with T-shirt and long pants, and yeah. it doesn't work. Right. You need somebody different, like Jericho. Jericho is the prime example. How many times in the past five years this guy changed characters? How many times in the past five months? Jesus Christ, he's changing. Yeah, his but every fucking yeah, other... but he's still relevant. Well, it's too you much. Know? Yeah. Well, maybe it is, but he's trying something at least, and he has the luxury to do it now. He doesn't have to go home for six months like we did and change characters and coming out with three vignettes and hopefully get over. He's doing it on the spot, and they accept it. And if it, I'm sure, if it felt. If he felt it was not going the right way, he could have changed it or bring in more this and that. That's a luxury they have over there that I think WWE doesn't have. They don't want to make mistakes. They don't want... I remember that how show was supposed to try stuff. Right. There's no more our show. <laughs> There's no more our show, but I mean... The first year I was there with you, yeah. the timers, oh, yeah, and how show we're going to try this and that. We had a fucking plan. We had A, B, C, D. There was no place to try or do errors. Right. You had to be perfect. 
Or else Bubba would punch you in the face or kick you in the head. Try to kick my chin. Right. But what I mean is those house shows were supposed to try stuff and have fun and, you know, be a different vibe. Now they want to be the, the show to be look like a TV show. Yeah. So most sanitized. And I think it hurt because house show, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of funny, ha-ha, not anymore. So it's it's, it's hard. So we got a question here. Oh, my thing. Thank you for the free dollar soup chat. Slide 99. I'm not friends. answering that. Canadian. What is that? <laughs> that means Canadian 299. Oh, okay. Slide direction with Vince, Larry Stiles, and Vince. <sighs> I think Vince always liked me S since I did the first promo on SmackDown. Uh, after we screw all Kogut in Montreal, after No Way Out, they gave me the mic. I was not on the contract, I repeat. I had the referee shirt, I cut a promo, and simple promo like, my name is, I'm personal the referee for Vince McMahon, I'm going to show you the footage, or whatever. And I guess what I did, Vince was like, and that's what I heard, so, how come this motherfucker knows what to do? He never been trained in front of an audience, because I guess the people were chanting, and instead of talking over them, I stop and look at them and react and did a smirk or whatever, and he liked that. So that's why I think he kept me in his, you know, is at the back of his head. And when Rene came uh, uh, to Cincinnati, and I was there, so they probably had some idea, and Pat was probably talking about it to Vince too, but uh, Vince was always, you know, open and I could talk to him, but a lot of people didn't like me. No. For some, I think personal stuff, like men jealousy, stupid bullshit. Well, I was told, I was told right from the get-go, like if you were considered a Pat Patterson guy, they didn't like you because it was straight out of jealousy because they knew Whoever was close with Pat would get a fucking a lot of opportunities. That's what I was told. You know, the only time Pat went to bat for me is when I broke my neck and Jr. wanted to fire me. Oh. And he said to Jr., just send him to VW. Let him come back and we'll see. Because I heard Jr. Jr. didn't like me at all. I know that. Triple H didn't like me. Um but that's life. You cannot, you know, not everybody. Not everybody's going to like you, right? No, because they don't know me. If they would know me, probably do, will do. But probably hate you more. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I was too similar. I was a smart ass like Triple H. You know, I was not good like Triple H. But, uh, you know, some people envy other guys for other reason and, you know, Maybe he didn't think I deserved to be there. Maybe he was right. And, you know, that's his opinion, and it's okay. But that's it. You know, those those guys, those football guys like JR, didn't like me, didn't like my modeling background, and didn't like that at all. I was not the kind of – I was already minus 10 in their book. So whatever I could have done after that, and especially if I was a Pat Patterson guy, if I was a Pat Patterson guy, 
with the limited ability that I had for the time I was there, I they could have done more with me because I was a body. I was better than Mohamed Hassan in the ring or whatever those guys. And they, he made even fucking pay-per-views. Mm. So yeah. they are horrible guys made even pay-per-views. So if I was really to be pushed, they could have tried something. And, you know, I think uh, we did good with what we had. And after that, I fucked it up by myself. And I'm a big boy. And I can, you know, know that now. But it's a business. You know, I have employees. I don't like everybody. I respect everybody. I don't have to live with them 24 hours a day. They come work for me. I send them their paycheck. I don't have to, you know, go bowling with them. It's just work relationship, and it's okay. Some some people, like me and Renee, they did not click. We did not. Renee was an 18-year-old boy. I was a man, and he was good in wrestling, and I wasn't. How are we going to fix that? Mm. So he was not going to take advice from me, and I was probably not going to take advice from him because he had a wrong attitude. And I didn't have a good attitude because I was probably not the good mind to learn wrestling or want to be a wrestler, rah, rah, rah. But it's hard to, to please everyone. I think you just have to be the best as you can in the ring so that people respect you and, you know, be smart backstage. Yeah. That's, that's hard to do for me. John Cena. New Zealand, $2. Can you play Rob Conway's theme song, Just Look At Me? I wish I knew how to on this. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's funny because I, I spent some time with Rob and we had so much good conversation and stuff. And he hated it, that song. Did he? Right. I was like, Rob, I thought it was fantastic. It was like Renee's mustache. He was so different and out there. <laughs> he didn't like it. I was like... It was so unique. It was definitely and, a heat-seeking song. <sighs> right? You know? And he was so in shape at that time. I was like, fuck, oh, that was... Shit. Hey, uh, remember was... the time? Remember the time he had to get sent home because he was too lean? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was, I mean, he was dieting like a bodybuilding contest. He was so lean well, and shredded. He's he Mr. Like, Indiana and Mr... He's a pro bodybuilder. He got his pro card, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. won contests and, you know, yeah. those new classic physique and stuff. Yeah. Phenomenal. Is he still in great shape? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him the other day and he had an injury. He just came back from an injury and he was getting back. Yeah. But, you know, we're 40 something, 50. So, you know. Is he that That's, old? He's older than me. I'm 45. So he's older than me. He's probably close to 50, right? Close to, I think. Well, he doesn't look, baby. doesn't have gray hair. He, he looks good. Looks good. Yeah. He was in good, good spirit, you know him. And, uh, you know, like we talk a little bit about, you know, the after WWE. I think he was, you know, he had it a little rough because, you know, he was for WWE for a long time. Yeah. He was under development for a long time. And. Well, he got released before we did, right? Yeah, I, we talked about it a little bit, and uh, you know, there was, in the ring. Yeah, but there was there was probably some shit that happened, and he got heat for and and Rob was not a you know 
hot head at all. No. You know, I was more outspoken. They wanted to give, yeah. Well, you know, some people don't like to hear the truth. Hmm. So, but uh, I, I couldn't believe it because he was a good head, and now he's a trainer. Sometimes he goes to uh, uh, NXT, and he's a good mind, and he's he was really solid worker. He's not full time. He just goes for like guest spots. He didn't hire him full time. Uh, well, you know they have budget cut, Renee. So they, he was there for two weeks, you know, and uh, they took care of him. But they do that, I think, to bring some new flavor once in a while. He he goes a couple of times a year, and uh, I think he was he would be a good agent on the road. I wish I wish they give him a break because uh, he's good. He worked with all the top guys, and uh, you know, some guys are just able to make the transition in teaching. And he's one of them, you know, and it's hard. It's really hard to teach. You have to be patient. You have to, to apply what you say and be visual and effective. And it's, it's really hard. And he was able to do that. So uh, it says a lot about the man. If WWE brings him back yeah. to teach the new kid, if they fire him 15 years ago. So yeah. he, he must doing something good and he is good. So, and he has a good mind. And, um, yeah, the, uh, the, I wish they would bring back La Resistance as a trio one day, just for fun. Like a couple of, I think we can get heat and help some baby face get over and, or rumble or just, just for fun because we have a gimmick. It's timeless. Like the sons of the hourglass. Oh, don't they have raw reunions every year? They still do that? Yeah, yeah. but now Triple A's in charge. I don't think oh, my phone's going to ring. No, no. I'm not even waiting for a call. <laughs> uh, John Cena again, 2000 chat. Logan Paul will beat Roman Reigns in a shoot fight. I don't know about that, but what do you think to Logan Paul being signed by WWE? Okay, guys, guys, guys. Stop about the real fight or whatever. Let me explain you something. I've been in a real fight in my life. Why do you think they have weight division in real shoot fighting? It's a big thing. Weight is a big thing. I'm a 250-pound guy. If you put a 200-pound guy in front of me, he has no chance. If I put him down, he's not going to... So can you imagine a low, how much he weighs? He's probably 180, 185. Roman's yeah. probably 260. It's not, not even fair. It's, it's like a lion against a dog. So it's, it's stop talking about guy, guys fighting. It's, a, it's to be fair. It's a weight class thing. Don't bring a heavyweight with a middleweight. It doesn't make sense. Even the guy is really talented. I can take a punch off of a middleweight. Yeah, a heavyweight. He, no. He's a boxer too. If he, you know, there's different. Yeah, but it's different, you know. And I've seen bar fight. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I rarely saw a bar fight with great fighters. Because great fighters don't fight in bars because they know what they can do and it's easy to kill someone. Very, very, very easy. Oh, Sly, tell the story about when Kevin Seven knocked that guy out on your part. Remember in Louisville? 
How much money did that cost him? I don't know, but it cost him his job. But thank God today he's doing good in real estate. But yeah. uh, the guy had something to offer. Yeah, it was a stupid bar fight. People were drunk. This guy was pushing the wrong people around. There were a bunch of wrestlers. And Seven is like 6'3", 260. Yeah. And the guy just pushed him, and the guy had a bottle in his hand. And uh, Seven wanted to protect his girlfriend, and he just headbutt the guy. Oh, yeah, headbutt. I think so. That was it. Well, he got fired over that, right? Yeah, because it went out of proportion. They they don't know why. It just looks bad in a, a bar fight. But he was protecting his girlfriend because. Uh, but, you know, it's. I don't think if a wrestler is in a story in a bar fight, the wrestler is going to look guilty at all. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. So I think it was just a defense thing, defense mechanism from his part. He was not a violent guy. He was not, you know, he was not a, he was already married at the time. So I think he was just protecting his wife at the time. But, you know, if if we fuck things up for him, it was bad, bad. But look at today, you can do nothing. You fart at the wrong place and your first page and this guy fart in the, in the store and you can never buy clothes here. You're going to be on the New York Post the next day. This guy did this and, so you have to be really careful what you see. People are oversensitive and, uh, you know, this stuff is not, there's a lot of stuff that's not excusable, but there's some stuff that people should, you know, personal stuff. That, come on, you know, live your yeah. life, do your thing, just do you, forget the rest, you know. We got another question here. What is it, James? How much? Four dollars. Hey, hey, guys, why you do it four ninety nine? Is that really psychology? Oh, it's cheaper than five dollars. <laughs> God damn! Which wrestler deaths hit you the hardest? Tessa Numaga shook the crap out of me. Test should have been a biggest, a biggest star. He was stuck in the mid card. Well, for me, if I start Tess, because at the friend he was a at the time he was a close friend. We became close friend after his uh, his run in WWE. And we were both living in Tampa and Florida. So, uh, but I saw him go down. I saw him, you know, at party. We used to go party. And let's say I was drinking one beer. Uh, he was taking 30 pills. So, and his next door neighbor was a doctor who was prescribed the shit to test. And the doctor died of an overdose three months after. Wow. So it was just a vicious, vicious circle for Tess. And he had, you know, Tess was a big name at one point in that company. And he's one of the, the guy who had a hard time finding himself after wrestling. Yeah. So that's the thing, you know, you have, we all are somebody, but somebody, it's always from the view, especially with social media today, People, it's they want to be pursued, so they create characters. All those filter for uh, for the the pictures, and they they want to look more. Nobody is themselves anymore. It's always a character. Uh, so it's always what people think. They buy a car for what people think, and they, they want to. 
it's always what the people think. And some people have a hard time to live with the fact they're not a WWE guy, they're not on TV. So people's going to, what you do? Well, uh, nothing. Or I work at the gym or they, they, they cannot process that. So they, they prefer not live that live at all. That's true. So they, but Tess and Landstorm, uh, landscape was really hard for me. Yeah. You know, what's fucked up. Listen to this. <clears throat> so I was working with tests in France, right? Yeah. He was clean. He was clean. Then a few months later, the day before he was supposed to go back on another French tour, he dies of an overdose. Lance Cade, I got him booked in Japan, right? Yeah. He had cleaned himself up. The day before he was going to come to Japan, overdoses and dies. Fucked. Depression, man. When it's not solved and you don't have the, the the people around you, and there's so much more to live for. But well, one thing they teach you, right, is people, places, and things. You gotta change people, places, and things. But if fucking uh, test what? Is what do you mean when they teach? Like to clean yourself up, you gotta people, places, and things. Those are the things that trigger you. You know what I mean? So in Testa's case, if his doctor is living right next door, his pusher, basically, his dealer, it's kind of hard to, you know what I mean? Okay. But ju just, it's interesting what you're saying. So in rehab, they try to teach you to change your circle, to change your habits. What do you mean? Yeah. The things that trigger you, the thing, like if you're around the wrong people, Okay, if I'm okay. an alcoholic and I go hang so out... So what, what bring the abuse? Okay, I got you. Right? Yeah. So for me, leaving WWE was great because that environment at that time triggered me to want to use. You understand? And at that time, it hadn't been cleaned up yet. A lot of people that were there were still using, right? Yeah. So you got to change that environment. So when I went to Japan, it was great because none of those guys take pills. None of those guys smoke weed. None of those guys do drugs. They might drink, but the fact that I was a foreigner, they were Japanese, I rarely ever went out with them, right? So, yeah, it helped me. Unfortunately, when Lance came to Japan, he was with me. We might have had a couple beers, but it's when he went back to San Antonio, the same environment, right? So, yeah. Come on with your $2 question. This is $10 one. $10? Wait a second. Why? Because it's there's more... Words? It's because you're so handsome. That should be a hundred dollars. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Yes. Uh, no question. Just hope you guys are well. Ellie, congrats on the ten thousand subs. Sly, happy to see you again. Hope you are well, Thanks. also. Sly, can you believe it? When you first came on here, we only had three hundred subs. Yeah. Yeah, because I think. Yeah, remember I said we're gonna get five hundred or a thousand after uh, I pass on, but that didn't. We didn't. <laughs> That was not over, but uh, uh, yeah, the 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 thing is, it's it's probably with the same thing with with you, James. You know, let's say tomorrow the podcast ends for some random reason, it's a down. You know, there's something you put your heart to, your your yeah. your time away from your family, and you know, energy, and and some people put you on, on a pedestal because you're doing that with some 
famous people or from wrestlers. And some people have a hard time to not be on that pedestal and not view as somebody special. Mm. And they cannot live just being themselves. It's mm. very hard. So a lot of people have problem turning it off. Uh, it's like with podcasts, and obviously this, it's not the same as wrestling. This is this is the closest to the business I'll ever be, and it's not, and it's not part of the business, but I know... Well, it's, it's, uh, sorry, James, but it's a big part of the business now. I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah. All those wrestling podcasts are probably more ratings than any TV shows. True, especially Jim Cornette's. Um, but a lot of people get addicted to the numbers and gets worried about numbers. I try not to, and the thing is, and obviously I do the show with Renee every week. It's a pleasure to do so because I watched you two growing up and I get to interview all these great guests every week. But I'll always remember that I am just a fan and I'll always be humble to do this. So I'll never get an overinflated ego when I'm doing this show. I'll always just be humble. And I think I like the thing that helps uh, with the show. But that's exactly what came across because Renee is the wrestler. And you're the fan, but you always also have a curious mind and a good critical mind. So you bring the other side, then we don't think or see yeah. sometimes. And Rene can bring you the inside as a wrestler, and he traveled the world also outside of WWE, so he has different uh, uh, perception. So that's why it works. It's organic. And I, I was teasing Rene at the beginning because he, you guys did an episode of Larry Stones. And I was watching that and I was rolling my eyes like, Rene, take a coffee. I don't know. Take a pre-workout because people feed off your energy. And I remember the, the first couple of podcasts and I think I wrote a, 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 a DM to Rene about that. I was like, Rene was, was was never a very like me. Yeah, uh, enthusiastic. Uh, yeah, or you know, vol bubbly, and you know, he can do that in the ring. But outside, he was always you know introvert, and you know, sometimes he has his moment when he had drink too much coffee and <laughs> he see a good looking girl, and blah, blah, blah. but. <laughs> I'll do it. But now you can see that thing coming out of him. But sometimes it's just Renee and he goes back to being more relaxed. But when you do that podcast, Renee, you need to bring that that energy, energy. that you found that I never seen you have before. And it it's refreshing because I think you found something that tick with people. And think about it. There's ten thousand people following you. Mm. That's a lot of people. That's an arena full of people just want to hear you talk. Wait for it. Wait for it. No, no, but it's <laughs> don't compare yourself to The Rock or Kylie Jenner and all those people. But wrestling wise, we were talking earlier. It's hard to fill a, a 200, uh, a 2000 people building every week. There's no, probably 10, 10,000 people. Uh, who's listening and watching or interesting about your point of view. So you guys are doing something really good. And that's one of the reasons like podcasts and all those TV shows, there's so much media and you're more close to Renee and James than you ever will be right now. 
even if you go to see a show, you're not going to have that connection. Even if you pay 500 bucks for the first show, you might get a, a clap on the hand, a little sweat, and that's good. Now they can pay two bucks, five bucks. They have a Renee's going to tell their name or James. They're going to read your question. That's really personal. That's yeah. why that brings people in. That's the problem with live events. Mm. You don't have that connection anymore. Not as it's tight great. as we have now. Yeah, this is uh, second live stream now. And it's something me and Renee, we've been talking about doing for a while. But we thought we'll wait till Renee gets home and... Uh, this second live stream, and I'm loving it. And if everyone out there is loving it, please hit that subscribe button. And uh, we're very close to 10K, so uh, hit that subscribe oh, button. Oh, you don't have 10K it. yet. We're about we're 400. Fe- we're about 500 oh. off, 400 off, so we're very close. No, no, That's I, I just checked. We're like at 9, 9.6, so we're 400 off. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, John Cena, uh, fun question. Who wins in a UFC match, Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley? Oh man, that's a great question, and I want to. That's going to bring me to another question. But uh, I saw Bobby. Bobby had more fights, but I think Brock is bigger than Bobby, and I think that would make a difference. Especially in his prime. James, Renee, you probably didn't see it, but I want to talk about the pay per view. With Bobby Lashley and Brock. Yes, I watched it. I didn't see it. Royal Rumble. And, and I was sad because Bobby is my friend. I was hoping that match go to Mania and there was something about it. But in the first minute or two minutes, Bobby suplex Brock and he hold on to Brock. So Brock landed on the top of his shoulder and the back of his head. It was a bad landing for Brock. And the rest of the match, Brock beat the shit out of Bobby and suplexed him on his head and his head and his head voluntary. Oh. Am I the only one who felt that at home? Hmm. I James, didn't notice it. I didn't notice did? it as I was watching it. It looked like, okay, motherfucker, you land on you make you make me land on my head, you're gonna land on your head. It was probably 20 suplexes on Bobby's head. And at one point, Bobby was actually flipping in midair, taking the, the, the suplex because he doesn't want to land. So he was landing on his side. Renee was brutal to watch. It looked like a, shoot? a father beating up his son. It's not a good thing, but I mean, it was like. He was manhandling him? Oh, bad. Wow. Bad. Bad. It looked like. Yeah, he was taking him to school. So like the question about UFC, huh? It was like a pit bull mauling a cat. It was bad. You need to watch that pay per view. I, I maybe it's me because I like Bobby, but after I saw the suplex and I saw the suplex that Bobby did, and how often you see Brock getting suplex? Yeah, not often. That's a good one. And every time Brock do a suplex, sometimes he release releases it, sometimes he holds on, but he's always pretty safe and he's pretty smooth with it. But the way Bobby did the suplex, Brock didn't like it, and Bobby paid for it. And they never had another match since then. And I think there's something real behind that. I don't know, maybe I'm out 
of my basket, but my shoes. But I'm sure I've got, I got a point there because it was, it was embarrassing at one point to watch that match. It was like, okay, pin him. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But I'm pretty sure Lashley injured his elbow in that match because yeah, he won elbow, the belt shoulder. Yeah, yeah, because he did win the title that match because Heyman turned on Brock. But then he was meant to defend it in Elimination Chamber, and he basically got written out the match. So I think he actually got—I don't know if it was in that match or afterwards—but I'm pretty sure it was in that match he got injured. Well, look all the bumps in that match. It's in that match. Yeah, he got manhandled terribly. It was really bad. That's saying something because Bobby's a beast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple of his fight, but for some reason, Bobby's a wrestler. So is uh, uh, Brock. Yeah. When they get hit in the face, they don't, don't like have it. that right that chin. That yeah. They don't take it like a normal boxer or UFC guy. They take it and like, oh my god, what happened? Because. No, big guy to. like that rarely get punched, you know? And yeah. especially see if you never trained for that and you were wrestling and you were always your head first and boom, boom, boom. And now you're getting punched by a 250-pound guy. It stinks. Yeah. And you can see with the body language, even when Brock or Bobby got punched, I would probably be the same way, but I got punched before. But you're, it changes something like switch. The body just changed. It looked like well, they're more on defense, and Bobby took the guy down right away. I remember when I watched that match. But I think I would put my money on, on Brock. But Brock has been out in the UFC for a long time, and Bobby is in phenomenal shape. So it would probably be interesting, but I think Brock would, would – uh, he he's so him. big. Yeah. He's so big. Yeah. He's um. a beast. Do you want to see Smackdown, it? Smackdown's women's champion Liv Morgan is smoking hot. She sure is. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, but now, what I don't like with the new girls is too much makeup and fake lips. And <sighs> What's up with this Botox, dude? Some of them look like... No, no, no. Renee, Botox, you cannot tell. The, the thing they put in their lips and it looks like... They look like uh, toilet seats. Right? Horrible. Like She's had it a lot lately. Um, Carmella, I've noticed a big change in Dana Brooke. Their cheeks, they put filling and they look like cats. Does that yeah. shit go away or is that shit permanent? I think they might. Uh, it goes away. That. It goes away. I think oh, they have to away. keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a specialist, but. I like all natural personally. Yeah, but, you know, if you have a def not a defect, it's not the right word, but if you have something, you know, it's like. Like like titties, you want a little bigger or something makes you feel better. But now it's too much. It looks like a different person. What's up with these ass implants, dude? Like Jesus, bro, Renee, you should see it here in Florida. The other day, I was at the gym. It looked like you know. Sometimes you go to the children' uh, uh, birthday party and they have like animal, like people. This guy's animal. Right. It looked like a horse's ass. <laughs> For those people at home, that's ass. Ass. Horse's ass. <laughs> it was so big, and that girl had long hair. Right. From from behind, it looks like a horse. 
a horse. It was so big, so fake. Yeah. Oh my god, I couldn't. How can she sit down? Oh right. my god, and she was doing squat because now what they do, they inject fat, and you have to keep moving, like be very active because if not, the cellulite is gonna get into it and whatever, whatever. Uh, so, bro, it's <sighs> but you know. Um, got a few uh, super chats. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on Eric Bischoff? Sly. Well, I think uh, he's uh, he's a good mind. You know, he, he was a commentary guy before. He was a, a interviewer. Uh, he pays his dues as a backstage guys, and he became, you know, the head guy in WCW. He did great things over there. Uh, I think it went over the head at one point because like everything else, you know. But uh, I was pleased when Vince brought it back because it was good TV. And uh, I, we were there when they, he brought him back. So uh, worked a little bit with him. But, you know, he was, when, when he was with WWE, he was really quiet. He was really, you know, he, he was an employee. So he was different, I guess. I never saw him in WCW, but what transpired on TV and what the uh, the people backstage people backstage were not happy to see him at all. But he's a good character, and he's really good at what he was doing. He's like Paul Heyman. He's, that's one thing. Why there's no more manager and and girls manager that gets so much heat? I don't understand. It's great. Uh, MVP did phenomenal, you know. Yeah. He got a I second think, career. I think the valets as well now, they they kind of get seen as lesser now because now every woman wants to be a women's wrestler. But me growing up, to me, Miss Elizabeth, Sensational Sherry, Sunny, to me, there they was a lot more memorable than a lot of today's women wrestlers. And that's no disrespect to them, but there's still a place for women managers, valets or male well, managers. I think valet... It's not what I was talking about. I was talking about those Bobby Eden, those yeah. uh, um, uh, Jim Cornette, uh, Jim Cornette, and uh, and such. Yeah. Thank you. So those were, you know, some wrestler are not that good at promo, so they they need heat, and those guys were there to deliver. And when you have a manager out there like Jimmy Hart or something, they make you win. They pull a foot. They do. And it helps the show because the manager has to come out later on and you still have heat from the first match. Well, you remember when Matchaman first joined WWF, his big storyline was all the managers wanted to sign him to a contract. So you, you had Jimmy Hart, you had um, Freddie Blassie and uh, Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Eventually, he brought in Miss Elizabeth. But you remember these storylines and just don't get these days. Like, I remember... The managers like Mr. Fuji would trade a contract with Bobby Heenan to have demolition, for example, or like change in tag teams. So that there, there used to be these little background storylines, what I do miss. Yeah. And it, it brings a new character and it brings a voice and uh, it opens possibility. And that's one thing I would love to do. Something that, you know, it's. I think it's great. And when the guy take a bump or take a punch, finally, it's a big payoff and people explode. It's, I think it's one thing missing 
you know, they could make the matches more interesting sometime if one of the guy could have a valet or have a manager, have those groups. Now they have those groups of wrestlers, but they don't have, you know, they always have one wrestler who's on Why don't you have a manager like they used to? And, you know, they can create something like between gangs. And, I don't know. That's a different approach. But I think that's one piece of the puzzle that's missing, those managers. MVP did a great job with uh, uh, Lashley. Uh, the, the Lashley and the group, their uh, business. Had, had a business, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I think that thing could have go. Oh, yeah. But right, uh, we're coming up two hours. We'll get through these other super chats. Uh, this is flu boy. <laughs> Um, Roy five dollars. Come on, chat. bring it. Uh, Renee, I have to go play hockey, guys. To... <laughs> Renee, were you happy moving the SmackDown in the draft? If so, did you want Sylvan and Rob to be drafted with you? Absolutely not. No, and it, I didn't want to be with Renee. You guys don't understand. We couldn't stand each other. We hated yeah. each other. I uh, would, well, I, yeah, I hated you. Yeah, I fucking hated you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Amen with a five pound. <laughs> he hated me probably because I, I didn't know as much as him in the ring, but I hated him for is is uh it's not him anymore, but his addiction made me hate him. Yeah. I couldn't understand. I was pissed off at that because I have no empathy for that and I couldn't understand why this guy's on top of the world, he's 18, he's making money. I I couldn't grasp the concept of that and it affect me. No. I have to be with him. So, uh, no, it was a blessing for me, for my career being with Rob was a blessing. And uh, for, for, Rob, for Rene, it was, it, it was for him, for the company to see if he can, you know, rely on the guy. It was a, a tryout for him being with Cena and all those top guys. So, Thanks for answering the question. <laughs> what about your point now? Uh, yeah, it was cool because at that time I I had OCD, right, and I just wanted everything right away, right. I didn't want to. I wasn't. I had no patience. So, but it's cool. I got the fucking headline a sold out LA Times Forum in front of twenty thousand people with Cena, and the match was pretty good. So, yeah. The world is Sylvan. There you go. The world is yours, bud. Five pound super chat. That was my song. You remember? Oh, you didn't see that, Renee. I came up I with the character know. with the model gimmick. And I remember I came, I went to the truck. I say, guys, that's what I want for lighting and stuff. And some. they were like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> and I did my entrance. And uh, Steve Lombardi came up to me. So I'm going to go watch your entrance. I'm going to. And Steve used, used to tell you the truth and shoot with you what he thinks. Yeah. And he came back to me and said, Sly, this is the best entrance of the business. I thought I had something good, the character, but it didn't pan out. But I thought I had something different once again, but, you know, they didn't What's like it. Question? Yep. Uh, $3 chat, RT Machine. Thoughts on Eugene, guys? Love him. I saw him. I was with him the other day. Where? Yeah. In North Carolina. He was on the oh, show. He, he was the too? main event. Oh, and listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. 
that popped me. Okay, listen to this. And, you know, I, I had my promotion. We did TV shows for wrestling in Canada. We were successful and we did good. So that promoter, Matt, who was online earlier, the yeah. first show, I helped him put in together the match, Battle Royal, and uh, second one also. So I was the booker. So, you know, I... Most of the matches, I say, oh, who's going to win? Uh, blah, blah, blah. If you guys have an idea of what's going to be the win, so we give a cue to the fucking bell guy, whatever, whatever. The only don't, the match I don't care is the main event. It's Eugene, and I don't remember who. Right. Eugene used to teach me. Right. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a teacher. So, I'm, uh, so Eugene, uh, you go over or whatever, whatever. So finally, they want to do something gaga for the finish, especially with Eugene's character. And uh, I don't know who had the idea, but it was a good stunner and whatever. He was coming and saving the day. And uh, and I'm back, say I'm doing my my skip rope to get uh, warm up for my match. Yeah. And Eugene came up to me and said, "Hey Sly." Uh, I, I I have that idea for the heat spot. I have that teddy bear. And the guy would rip off the teddy bear. And as a booker, and a, my mentally, I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's great. I said, oh, okay. And he turns around, and he's leaving. I'm like, why did you ask me? You're, you know more than me. What? I got caught at the moment after that. I was like, what the fuck was that? Right. You know, you Right. Uh, why am I telling you anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. It was funny because a lot of people, you know, since I've been to WWE, they didn't know the, they didn't know the process of what I've been and what. But it was funny, and we laughed at, about it. And he did. He's a good, phenomenal talent. I what think they could do much. It's in, huh? it's in December. The next one's in December, but that was in June. The last one. Are all these same guys like you, Conway, Nick? Conway's going to be there. I don't know if Eugene's coming back, but uh, who's on the card? Matt, if you're there, put your put the name. Uh, You just signed some people uh, for the show already. I saw some guys, but um, uh, yeah, that was funny because Eugene is really good and he knows his shit more than everybody. You know, he can uh, he can wrestle with a, a groomstick. What's up? You're going to bed? No, he's going to take care of it. Super but, uh, yeah, yeah, like bring money, guys. Super chats, come on. But uh, but it, I'm on the phone, guys. Go to the other room, please. We'll get through. All right. So, uh, again, $2. there we go. How much was that? 250 bucks. AEW <laughs> and WWE needs bigger men and storylines. Well, to answer your question... They sign a lot of college guys. That's what they do now. They do. They they go to university. All those football players who didn't make it, and basketball players, and and track people. And so they sign them. They give them scholarship, exactly like any sports. And they train at uh, Orlando facility. So they keep going to school and they train. It's phenomenal. I think that's the future. Yeah. That's the future. Have you seen and they pages? have some big guys. Have you seen oh. Pages tapes? No comment. What tape? Pages. Uh, no comment. What is um, that? What uh, do I don't know? 
it's nothing. We'll talk off camera. Yeah. Josh Kofi, thank you again. Five dollars super chat. Recent Goldberg documentary on A and the was really Delphi good. I Goldberg watched it. Feeling remorseful for wrestlers that he hurt in the business, especially Bret Hart. Thoughts? Uh, it's sad because I heard one of the best, but, uh, you know, there's the way the contract of Brett was set up, he got screwed. If he would have stayed yeah. with WWE, it would have been all set. Uh, the Montreal screw job, what happened? And because he didn't want to leave the belt because it was in Canada, but the guy was going to another company. So I think that was his job as a professional <laughs> to do the job. Even if it was Shawn Michael, I know he didn't care about Shawn because of the past, but you know, but uh, the Goldberg incident, bad shit happened in the ring. I broke my neck. Shit happened. That's life. Very sad. All right. but. You remember that pre-tape we did with Goldberg and Fifi? Yeah, I got out of it. Yeah, he separated my collarbone with that yeah. Yeah. Well, the guys, that's why he made it. He's intense. He he can burst, create that energy that everybody is attracted by, and it, it transcend, you know, the generation and the screen, and that's why he's Goldberg. <laughs> so, well, yeah, he buddy, was. Matt, your buddy Matt just messaged us with some of the guys on the card. Oh, so? He knows $20 super chat. Thank you very much, Peter. Hey, guys, I'm going to start charging you for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Love the podcast. Much respect to you guys. Thank oh, you, Peter, thank very you. much. You get 20 bucks for that? I'm going to send you 20 bucks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, yeah, Matt, if you can put on, on, uh, where's that? Uh, oh. oh, sorry. Uh, Roy Dotson, $5. Thank you. Would you consider bringing it? On certain fans to interact with this podcast, for example, if they of course chat, it's hundred dollars uh, per, per five minutes. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm thinking of doing something. I've got some things working in the brain. You should so. have a contest. You should yeah, have a contest. I've got a few ideas happening. So stay tuned, everyone, because we would love to bring some of you onto the That's show. That's a great so idea, Ray. I've definitely got some ideas happening. Yeah, we got some ideas. You know what? Just to because you have to filter, you have to be careful what you do. So those guys, you need to kind of screen them. So they send you like five, ten questions, whatever they want to talk about Renee. So the guest you have already knows the question and blah blah blah. But the the fan can actually ask himself his his question. Yeah. But you need to to have them before, so yeah. they don't I'll ask. Work on it. Yeah, champion gamer. Five dollar super chat. Will we ever see Larry Sistance in the Noah ring? Possibly. The Booker's actually asked about you, Sly. As soon as my uh, visa is clear, I'm able to leave. I'm I'm going to be available. I would love for you to show me around your country, Renee. My country? <laughs> well, you've been there most it's of the like year. Your home, yeah. Yeah, it's your second home. Your wife Japanese, so you can show me the culture. I will love that. I always regret it. I, I could have been to Japan twice. One time in agency over there when I was a modeling. Yeah. They like my blue, uh, uh, blue eyes. One blue hand. eyes, but my the shape of my eyes, the little uh, almond shape. So I was supposed to go to Japan, but for me it was so far and. Uh, <laughs> 
And I was like, no, I didn't go. So I went to Spain instead. And the second time was after WWE. Uh, I was supposed to go wrestle there. It was not with you, Renee. It was with somebody else. I can't remember who. And I, I declined. And it was good money. It was good money. But I was not at that mindset of wrestling. I was just fed up with it. So yeah. I just wanted to be away. But now, now I would go there and enjoy my time. And I would, you know, love to. It's really stiff. Oh, I, I, I don't mind that. Okay. Michael, you. Brandy, Matt, thank you. Five dollars. Did Larry Sistan wrestle the Rockers? Uh, they did. Uh, Sly spoke about it earlier. So if you want to go back a little bit, you can hear <laughs> go him back talk about, about it. An hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I watched a match the other day. It's funny because of Shawn Michaels' AWA uh, documentary. And I watched it back and I, because I show my wife. I said, oh, you know those two guys? I work with them, and I I, I assure her, it, you know, I, like I said, I was like Rene too. I was really lucky. I, I work with all the top guys, and ever play in business a big role. So uh, I'm really fortunate, and that match was very special. Right, and, and uh, girl, look at her. Oh, I yeah, and uh, did I tell you, Sly? I've got three boys. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep the money. I've got an eight-year-old. Two five-year-olds, but they're not twins. Oh my god! Twins? Wow! No, not twins. Not twins. Not twins. Yeah. How is that possible? Ten and a half months between them. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you're kind of quick. Oh, wow! Holy Christ! So as soon as she pop one out, you're ready to bake some more. Well, you have to be careful because when they pop out, they're very fertile. It happens a lot. You have to be careful. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Matt Butterworth, so he says Carlitos, the heavyweight champ of FWE, Brian Cage, Gangrel, and <gasps> more is coming. Yeah, Gangrel and uh, Brian oh, Cage, you know the jacked up guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He worked in Noah for a little bit. Yeah, he's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah he's and uh, Carlito, yeah, I saw Carlito last time I was in uh, North Carolina too. Carly. We gotta get him <laughs> on. Drive back on steroids. <laughs> He claims he's not Who? Ryback. Ryback. <laughs> well, John, just to... How come his name is John Cena? Is he, how is he able to get that name? I don't know. Okay. Well, some guys are freak. Look at Rene right now. Rene looked better than when he was with WWE, and now he's clean. Yeah. All right. We'll just fire through these ones now. It's getting late. Renee, uh, polymathing, thank you again. Renee, do you have some matches in Ontario coming up? Yes, I will be in Ingersoll, Ontario tomorrow night, and Saturday night I'll be in Simcoe, Ontario. So for all you Ontarians in the area, drop by and come say hello. And bring your money. <laughs> Handshakes, $5. Yeah, I got merchandise if you want to purchase some. Uh, Todd Chris Chris Benoit, Benoit, he had the best, had song. The best song Hall of Fame oh, his fame song I think he's talking about it was Our Lady Peace I think right yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good song yeah yeah Cat Dixon what Noah wrestler would Sly get along with the best that's a fun question uh, uh what's his name Cat Cat I get along with everybody um <laughs> I'm Get along with everybody. 
now that I'm old, that I'm old, I'm going to be even easier. But in WWE, I I just have friends and you know never had problem. But in the ring, Rene just said it's really stiff. I never mind stiff because we work some stiff guy and never bothered me and I never felt it was stiff. So I'm, I guess it was okay. But uh, believe me, if if I go back there, I'll be ready. Yeah, no, no dad bod. You gotta get in shape, pal. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, last two, Russ. Thank you. Six dollars. Love the show. You tell it how it is. Was Heyman very helpful and a creative genius? Uh, when I was there, when I was there, let me light it up. When I was there, actually, he was in charge of SmackDown, and we had a couple of conversation, and he liked my ideas and stuff. So, but before that, never had really to work with him. So, well, he's a cool dude. He's you know. He's creative, you know. He's been there a long time, so good. He's good for yeah, the business. He's got to do something right because they wouldn't keep him around if you, you know, if he was working. Well, Renee's good at what he does. You know, if it, a lot of guys were assholes backstage, mm. we can name some names, but we don't have to. But mm. if they can perform when the bell rang, and yeah, they'd be better than everybody else, but just not perform. Be better, like something special. They're gonna keep them around. Yeah, it's true. All right, last, All right, last one. one. Roy Dotson. Uh, Ray Dotson. Sorry, uh, you guys should have me on the show. I could bring some <laughs> color to the commentary. Renee or Sly. If either you need a manager, let me know. Oh, that's good. Thank All you, right, Ray Dotson. We'll keep your uh, keep your name down. And hey guys. I don't get shit money from that. I have to go play hockey now. My real life is still happening. Fuck wrestling. I have to go score some goals now. Look at this. Josh Coffey. Whenever Paul London is out, have Sly as a co-host. Come on, Sly. They cannot afford me, Josh. <laughs> now I see the ton of money they make. Uh, actually, no, because you two takes like 35%. What? Yeah. 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 They take 35%. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we need to do uh, Rob. We were supposed yeah. to do it in Carolina, but his flight got canceled. Yeah. yeah. So, we, another, we should do it live so people can ask us all questions. We'll do it. And we'll it? make sure we organize it well in advance. Oh, so, it'll be great to have a free. Uh, but, yeah, before we do go, uh, Renee got a couple of uh, announcements for upcoming guests. Um, Yes. Sunday. So, are we gonna air the guests on Sunday? Because we're doing yeah, we're gonna do everything a little bit different this week. So, we'll have our guests Sunday, then Monday, AEW review with Paul. So, bit of a difference this week. But uh, Renee Telvin is coming Sunday. So, this Sunday, a very very special guest. Uh, he's an ECW original, WWE alumni, all the way from the land of the rising sun. Yoshihiro Tajiri. I Sunday. spoke about him earlier. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, he's going to be on Sunday, man. So for all Tarantula the fans, in the corner. Easy slide. <laughs> Easy. Uh, Tajiri this Sunday. I worked and, with him uh, a thousand This Tuesday times. for the episode three of Interviews with James, I'm welcoming uh, Candice Michelle to the show. So uh, 
Great oh, Candice. Candice. So please, everyone, check in. And if you've enjoyed the show, please, if you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, inching closer and closer to that 10K. So uh, there you go. But I want to say a big thank you to Sly. Great having you back on the show. So uh, we'll try and make this more often. It's been great. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And uh, Sly, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you, first. guys. Enjoy your hockey game. We'll yeah, I'm going to go get in shape for Japan. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bonsoir. Il est parti. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.